Welcome to the Black Sheep. We are now on episode three. Um, I think for this episode, I'm going to explain my feelings on love. Now, I think I've only ever been in love one time. Maybe two if you count. Um, well, anyway, two. Two times. Um, the first time I ever was in love... Um, it was with someone I least expected. And I might have been too young to call it love. But I remember <laughs> when the first time I ever thought I loved a kid, I was like 12. And I wrote in my journal about him every single week. And it was in sixth grade. So like it was real funny. But um, I wrote in my journal about him every day till the end of our sixth grade year and then right before sixth grade graduation I gave him my notebook I admire that me I'm really a bold woman like (laughs) I I gave that boy my notebook knowing he was gonna read all these intimate details that I had wrote about him even though I was 12 and they, I mean yeah and they probably didn't amount to much of anything but it was like cute puppy love and I and I wrote that and I wrote that book and I like faithfully like I worked hard on it like it was really my work of art and I've always been a writer so um anyway I, I built up the courage I give the boy the book and then when he read it I think it touched him That's a gift to be articulate. To be articulate is a divine gift that I don't feel like a lot of people get credit for. But I remember when my son was growing up, I would tell him all the time, like, he's so articulate. He can articulate himself very well for his age. And it was always interesting because he was like five saying words like uncomfortable. Like, what five-year-old... He wasn't five. He was like two or three where it was like really crazy. He would say like uncomfortable or spectacular. And it would literally blow my mind. Like, look at this two-year-old using these words. And he is making connections to where he knows what those words mean. Anyway, let's go back to love. So anyway, I built up the courage. I gave him the book. He read the book. And it touched him. And he walked over to me, and I remember feeling mad nervous. I was like, dang, he's really about to reject me right now. Which he did wind up rejecting me. Uh, But he told me what I wrote was beautiful, and that he'll always remember it. I don't know if he remembers it now, but if he listening, hit me up and let me know if you remember that. The second time I ever was in love... Um... Trigger warning is I'm about to go into some details that probably will be a little bit shocking and alarming. But I was, I've always been afraid of men. I feel like a lot of my fear of men have come from the men that my mother was involved with. 
I guess I'll save the rest of those details for another time. But that's where my fear of men stemmed from. So the first time I ever met a boy that made me feel safe, I ran with that. And literally, it was the le- the least intimidating looking man, but he made me feel safe. And I just met him. And I was 16. And I swore up and down that I was in love with him. From the moment I looked at him, I was like, he's it. Spent a whole summer with him. And I cried when it came time to come back to my hometown. And when you look back on life and you read all the stories and you looked at all the things you could have imagined life to be, it was that summer with that boy. I'll keep him nameless because just for the sake of not making myself look like a fool because what if he forgot about me? Um, And then I would be like, dang, maybe I was making it a movie in my head, but it was literally a movie. We would play hockey, get ice cream. He was all about me. I was all about him. We wanted to spend every minute of every day together as teenagers. Oh, and it was even more silly because he was a white boy, but he was so cute. So after all that time, I realized that at what age can you determine love beyond family? I don't know if that's like a scientific thing or a psychological thing or um, or chemistry or like whatever it plays into it or when your your brain has that when your brain has that ability to to establish emotions like that. But I felt it as early as 16. And my mom would make fun of me and be like, you don't love that boy, you don't love that boy, you don't love that boy. But I did. You couldn't tell me nothing about him. It's strange because when I think about When I think about those times, I kind of get a little teary-eyed. I had felt on edge. 
for a majority of my life and men made me feel timid and I was shy and he was the one person where I felt like everything was okay like when I was with him and I only felt that one other time And with the life experiences that I'm going through now, it's like, dang. My hero is someone else's monster. I think when I first initially made this podcast, I was hoping to display all of my emotions, which is... Because I'm a silly, crazy, hilarious, funny girl. But I'm also deep. And I'm also emotional. And I'm also going through a lot at the current moment. So I feel like this was my way of giving myself therapy. Talking it out. Not necessarily to anybody in particular, but... Getting it out, putting it out there. If I can speak my truth and and affect one person's life in a positive light, that would be amazing. That would be the whole point of this. I'm not here to beg for pity for the life that I've lived. Because regardless of the days when I felt like I wasn't going to be able to keep going, God kept me. Prayer kept me. Humbleness and faithfulness kept me. And I'm still here. I was so sick in my thoughts of love that I truly believed that my father loved my mother. But how could he? He hurt her physically in front of my face so many times. He broke her down mentally in front of my face so many times. I guess you really never know how those things are going to affect you until you reach adulthood. And you realize that you don't want to stand for that. And when I look at my life now, I'm like, I'm so glad that I never allowed certain things around my children. Makes it easier and helps me to cope with the fact that I had to take them away. There's so many stories of my life that I could tell you and you would be like, dang, you survived that. And I would hold my head up high and I would smile and say, yeah. 
This isn't a pity party. It's a it's a redemption. It's an evolution. It's a revelation. I didn't expect and I promise this isn't going to be the entire this isn't going to be the entirety of my podcast is the sad crazy stuff it's going to also be a lot of good and loving and lightheartedness and I'm getting there 